Yes. You have a whole poo-poo platter set out for you. Um, both with fresh and refrigerated overnight options. It's quite Ooh, exorbitant. Wasps. Yeah. Wow. Um, I start digging into the fried Cupid wings. There's a, a fountain of Hawaiian punch. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. There's no punch like a Hawaiian punch. I start gulping it down like, oh, this isn't blood. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, no, it's certainly not blood. I wring out my wounds for you. Oh, <laughs> and I quit. You guys are done. <laughs> you go back to level one, you're kill you. You're dead. Um, uh, I gain experience points from my death. <laughs> you gain temporary hit points for killing yourself. <laughs> Yay! They're very so technically when you kill another creature. Well, I guess another creature. Another has creature. You. <laughs> She's having an out of body experience. <laughs> she kills her astral self. <laughs> but if I kill you, then I get temporary hit points for killing you. Right. But if I kill you, I get permanent joy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, most people would with, like, killing an agent of Satan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 Hi. Um, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the DM. <laughs> You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> Record scratch. <laughs> It's a funny story. Hi, I'm Berwin. <laughs> this is the story of how I died. <laughs> how my life turned, turned upside down. Um, so after you, uh, you you do like a long rest. Like you're in here for like six hours, eating, napping, convalescing, oiling swords, reading books, <laughs> doing Satan things. I'm trying to get Ziznak on board. Like, I'm still trying to work him up as being well, a crew Z- member. Ziznak is literally on board. He's You left him behind on the ship. Yeah. Um, so he's not here. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, Khaleesi's got, like, a piece of, like, charcoal or whatever. She's drawing pentagrams in the ground. <laughs> uh, I'm sure the angels will appreciate that. Um, angelic graffiti. <laughs> Be nice to everybody. Um, <laughs> Kilroy says hi. <laughs> <laughs> you, your hair looks great today. Um, Matthew thirteen twenty seven. Namiria is actually the first one to come interrupt your reverie, um, and she uh, she sits down on a, a cushiony pillow and grabs a, a chicken finger and not the fried cupid wing. <laughs> so she sort of uh, gives a, a, a short exasperated sigh and says, "I've." I've just spent the past six hours being interrogated by the Thraxium. Uh, I believe I've got them on board. I can convince them to join the fight against the Githyanki if you help us figure out our ice problem. Sorry, I'm pushing out all of the Mr. Freeze jokes I have in my head. I, I don't have much adventure left, man. Filler. 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 Oh, yeah, Sorry. I mean, okay. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> what I'm going to do is find the Sea to Winter. I mean, assuming it is a Sea to Winter. It kind of seems like maybe it's a Sea to Winter thing. The I don't know. The sea to My winter, suit is just, not. Well, it's just this thing that sort of, you know, creates this ice and it could attack thing. I'm not sure if it is what it is. It might be what it is. but Mervin, maybe we, What? You're speaking in circles. Well. And Namiria types up this Sea to Winter. You know it? Well, it's a magic item that apparently can summon big blocks of ice, and I'm just thinking, well, maybe this sort of seems to be the pattern, but I don't know. It just kind of seems, based on what I know, what I read in books when I was, you know, a youngling. A youngling. Oh. Were you not slaughtered? When you were, when you escaped Anakin's wrath. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> One thing Anakin would have done right. <laughs> Damn it, Garth Vader, if well, you didn't win in your keys. I mean, I was kind of home with nosebleeds on that day, so I guess I kind of dodged a bullet, one might say. Well, it, it sounds as though you are already one step in the right direction. Well, I'm not sure what direction I gotta go in. I mean, you know, I gotta kind of do the, you know, I gotta kind of do the astronomy and sort of, you know, you know, make our guideposts and figure out how to get there. But I'm not even sure where it is. Is it ring a bell to you? you may... No, but we should bring this information to Bijam. He, he might... He might know. He is the keeper of the library. Well, if I may say, in my experience, asteroids falling from the sky, that sort of thing, usually they're they're fiery and not ice, but it seems an awful lot like someone's trying to, um, well, just destroy your world, which the Githyanki are more concerned with conquering. 
That very well might be the case, but I would urge discretion. If they believe that the Githyanki are not involved, they might opt not to go to war against them. Interesting. Alright. Well, they're probably trying to wipe you out so that you don't go to war, so you're not even here to be in war because your planet's dead. (laughs) Sound strategy. (coughs) Slag is uh, noticeably quiet. Um, who had, who here is trained in insight or? No. Nope. Insight's not horrible. You are a charisma-based character, right? I am charisma, but not wisdom. Oh, and insight is wisdom. wisdom. Gotcha. I have some charisma. I will allow untrained insight rolls. That's a bag of sock I'm too busy uh, getting uh, matches you know on what? I want to be fancy. That was a 14 on the die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's a 24. That's wow, you are fancy. I have an 11. I um, called in a favor with Satan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically what you are getting is um, she's nervous because she just spent the past six hours outright lying to... The, the other devon. She she knows, and they all sort of suspect this is unrelated to the Githyanki, but she's really concerned about the Githyanki and wants to go to war against them. Okay. So she's twisted the facts to make it appear as though this is a Githyanki attack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Re- relevant to that is uh, Slime was noticeably quiet because he kind of got the feeling that Ziznak would have said something or emoted something upon seeing this belt of icy rock. Hmm. And had no response whatsoever. Unrelated to the Githyanki, he's like 80% sure. And he, at this point, he's looking for a reason to be suspicious. Mm. Uh, Callisti looks at uh, whatever her name is. Uh, the Deva. Mm. Numeria. 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 Right. Yeah. And, I forgot to write that uh, Gives her a smile and a nod and says, All right. We can be friends of a sort. Well, I appreciate that because we all might die soon. Do you relay your mistrust of this whole Githyanki kind of thing to us or do you keep it to yourself? No, I'm good with you guys thinking that it's a Githyanki. Okay. By the way, if you haven't tapped into it already, I've been playing the Path of Exile soundtrack. It's fucking baller. Mm. I've heard that from, actually, Josh mentioned that last time we got here. Yeah. Um, In case you haven't noticed, Mervyn doesn't pay any attention to politics. He's all about book learning, and he sort of has a seat of winter thing in his head. Slug pays head. attention, but he's, he's an can. idiot. Good with a shield, though. Oh, yeah. Who does have the highest charisma? Number 12. Or by a mile. 18. Yeah. Okay, I have 10. That's my thumb. New. Who's the highest strength? I have 12 for some odd reason. Beefy. I have 10. It's all the books. Carrying all your yeah, carrying all the books around. Yeah, he's got that book bag and the big, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I buy them all new. Sex. I buy them all new because I like the first. I never buy the used. I never sell them back. I still have all of my books from college and they're all my rack. Yeah, the used ones. They're all covered in old skin cells. Yeah, well, other people put notes in, but other people are idiots, so you can't trust their notes. That's true. I like it when the glue breaks in the binding. And then the I love that fresh out. smell when you get a new book. <laughs> Oh, it's delightful. I like to think that uh, Callisti and Mervyn sometime in their backstories actually met because Callisti was a librarian. Oh, nice. <laughs> they didn't meet Slag, you can tell you that. No. no, he was sitting at, he was there on like... Uh, I've never been to a library. He was there on reading day with like it's the puppet show sitting with a bunch of six-year-olds on the yeah, carpet. I, I, and I, I'm not going to use it clearly because it doesn't fit into my plot, but I have this great idea for like these characters... When the uh, the paladins do what holy religious types do and start burning books. Oh god. Oh. Can you imagine the shit show? I would kill them because they're starting fires and they're ruining our air envelope. But Well, I don't think they go to your boat to burn the books. Well, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank God for that. <laughs> Alright, real ascent. Yes. Um, so she's urging you to meet with Bijam and the Thraxium. Bring us there immediately. I, I shall. I can walk now. If there's no stairs, I don't need you to tote me around like Get a back in the backpack. 
get in his sack. <laughs> get in the papoose. Jeez, that was just so undignified. <laughs> Comfortable, though. Um, so you are brought into uh, this uh, fairly grand, uh, if dimly lit, chamber where uh, most of the seats are empty. A few devas stand around uh, idly chatting. And then uh, one that you recognize is Bijam, who he greeted you first when he walked in. Um, he sees you walk in and he excuses himself from the conversation he's in and approaches you and uh, he, he first addresses Nemiria. Nemiria, this is your retinue. Have they, uh, have they come with a plan of action? Your sense of urgency is lacking. All right. Have you a plan? Mervyn, tell him. Well, we're thinking that maybe there's this thing called... The, have you ever heard of a thing called the Seed of Winter? It's something I kind of remember from my school days. and I'm just, the, 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 the lore seems to line up, and I'm just wondering if you've ever heard of such a thing. I seem to recall maybe a reading of such an object, although it was a millennia ago, and I'm rusty on the details. I mean, it wasn't really known to be from here. It seemed to have maybe perhaps come from the Feywild. Has there been any sort of portals or activity going on? Any strangers? Anything that might have come? We haven't opened our portals in a long time. We tend to keep to ourselves, and we haven't detected any such portals being opened. That doesn't mean they haven't been. It's something that could be considered. The Seed of Winter, then, from the Feywild, it is. Anything kind of landed, like, before all this happened, like an asteroid, or maybe some ship kind of crashed or something? No, we did have a break-in not too long ago. Break-in? Yes, uh, some Githyanki tried to steal from the library. We found them and executed them. Ah, Githyanki scum. Yes. Did you put in a claim? Because you should probably have insurance, I would guess. I'm hoping you put in a claim. Well, they tried to take some books, but we're on an interlibrary loan program, so we weren't too concerned they were replaced with another. Hmm. Interesting. What are they trying to take? Something really dramatic. Um, <laughs> Hard to kill and eat hobgoblins. I knew it. <laughs> to serve uh, man. We, uh, we don't know what they were after. They wouldn't speak to us, and well, we were forced to pass judgment. Maybe you can show us where they broke in. Maybe we can f- kind of figure out what they might have been taken. They might have been relevant. It was into the library, which is where I would urge you to research your seat of winter idea. Mm-hmm. So I'd be happy to show you there. And he takes. I can you- give you the Dewey Decimal coordinates. Hold on, let me check my guide. And I that would be very useful. <laughs> Our library is very big. Mm. I am like casing the joint. It's very as impressive. We go <laughs> at this point, like, I've gotten this really bad feeling about everything, because everything they've been saying is not added up at all. And even with my wisdom of 8 and intelligence of 11, I'm like, no, this is pretty bad. Something's <laughs> wrong. We got bamboozled, folks. We're just afraid of books, so a book can't hurt you. It can, too. We've read a paper cut. I guess I have. See? I get them so often, I, I don't even have fingerprints anymore. <laughs> Jesus. You should multi-class into Rogue. <laughs> you can't enlist in the military. <laughs> you get a permanent plus one to your All that insurance. marching and being in order. It's just you. There's you a lot got of time spent outdoors. Yeah, and I have allergies. Right, yeah, the mold spores. <laughs> and and I, got, I got bone splinters. <laughs> so do I, but they're not my bones. <laughs> um, so he takes you... He takes you to the library. Climb into my sack. No. <laughs> it's a book bag, though. <laughs> um, right in the book bag. Oh, God. Um, he takes you to the library to the uh, the items of wondrous creation section, um, which I don't have the Dewey Decimal Coordinates handy. I'll, I'll give them to you. Six. Um, yeah, it's probably like six. Um, 6.1. Uh, 6.666666. No, that's your section. Different yeah. section. Um, items of infernal creation, different section. Um, which actually is one shelf over, yeah. if you're yeah. just curious. You yeah, should look through and see the back of the other books. Yeah. I'm just gonna um, go hang out in the asylum. And, uh, he says, this is where we keep the, the tomes on, uh, ancient creations. Uh, this is, uh, in the general area where the gift broke in, although we're still not sure what they were after exactly. 
is anything not in its appropriate place per alphabetizing by author outside of the category of the filing system is anything like slightly out of it or or alternately is there any like is there a book that's removed that doesn't have the same amount of dust as all the other books because i'm sure nobody reads in this area i'm just like toss me a roll i i i i can i, I help when i do yes. you're a librarian you can help yeah merwin put the anal in analysis i'm just telling you gross he does butt stuff to these books. And, uh, Whoa! Uh, Jesus I don't know what I should be adding. Nerf Mervin, please. 2OP. OP. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure what I should be adding to that, but I have a tab of skills. That yeah, are and plus you, you get a, uh, assistance from her. Um, hmm. What was missing from her? Yes, um, there is a tome missing. Um, and this, uh, well, not missing. It's been removed from its proper place in the shelf and then placed horizontally on top of the books that are lined you, up. Oh, you know, it is the most offensive oh thing you've God, ever seen you in your life. You never do that, because then when you go to pull one out, and you have to tilt, it all falls on your head. This is just terrible. I mean, who is in charge of this and, thing? And then even worse, the card, the sign-out card inside the book, slightly torn when they tried to pull it out of that little God, envelope. yeah, you could tell that these were not scholars. These, <laughs> are, these are just thugs. Thugs don't want in libraries. This, uh, this book, however, is... I look offended. Um, Thank Asmodeus they were executed. <laughs> <laughs> this this book is on the um, the 999 gate cubes of Carcane, actually. Nice, which we've encountered. Yes. Nice. Um, oh. This is great combat music, but it's not appropriate for a library. I attack the books. <laughs> <laughs> I hit um, them. For, just because it's going to be on the recording, Path of Exile, Prophecy, Lunaris, Mystery Box, Trailer, POE Soundtrack. Sounds great. Not All good right, for library sorry. research. <laughs> um, I will take this book that's out of place, and I will give it a look-see. Is okay. anything ripped? Is anything ripped out of it? Oh, they better not have dog-eared these pages, or I tell ya, there will be just no end of my wrath. <laughs> there better not be any coffee stains or blood stains on these pages. Why do you always have to get back to blood stains? It's not that weird. It happens two times. You just, just get a little club soda. It comes right out. Um, you on a book. <laughs> so each of the nine hundred ninety-nine gate cubes are inscribed on all six sides with sigils that mark the different planes that you can use to use the cube to travel to. You activate one side with the appropriate sigil, you plane shift to that plane. All of the nine hundred ninety-nine cubes also include the uh, glyph for the pocket dimension of Carcane, so you can return to him. Um, this is how people have been using them as currency to barter for favors with them. Um, but one of the things that those gate cubes can also do is open a semi-permanent portal between the planes. Um, the one that has been taken is um, one that links the 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 page uh, would be alphabetically link. It would be listing a cube that links the Feywild to the Astral Sea. And most specifically, um, the layer of the Astral Sea known as Warrior's Rest. Hmm. This is something that maybe um, Slam Butt Cheeks over there would be interested in. Warrior's Rest? Warrior's Rest. Um, the home plane of, uh, what is it, is it Tempest? That's the God of War? Tempest where uh, people who die in battle uh, go as, as sort of like their Valhalla, um, including um, casualties of war, war widows, that sort of thing. It's, it's, a, it's a heavenly place for warriors to go when they die. Um, and it's a level of the Astral Sea. The Astral Sea has five levels. Um, this is one of the mid-tier levels. Um, and the, the book that you found is discreet. It would have been describing where it's dog-eared, and there's a there's a ring from a coffee cup. Um, <laughs> there's uh, apparently a gate cube in use somewhere that is linking the Feywild to the Astral Sea on this level of the Astral Sea. Um, is it okay if is it okay if I borrow this book no, and, and really is it okay if I borrow this book and maybe maybe an astral chart to help us navigate to this place? You'll see that I have you'll see that I, my library card is good across all known spheres and I'm a gold member so I can be totally trusted with this. 
You know what? <laughs> um, normally I'd say they would turn you down, but I will allow you to spend your inspiration to gain that boon from the Yeah! <laughs> And, and I also know a good, good booker store who may be able to fix this. I don't know. This this thing looks kind of deep, but maybe I, you can at least fix the tearing. So he allows this. He says, yes, you may borrow the book, provided that when you are done with it, you return it. Oh, I, I, will, I will never be late. We uh, we do charge a late fee after one millennia. Please make sure it is back before then. Well, I may be dead after a millennia, so I'll have it back before then. <laughs> I'm not an eternal being like you are. I'm oh, just a halfling. That's unfortunate for you. Um, <laughs> well, but but you know, when you consider over the lifetime and the value of money, it's definitely it's actually not a bad deal. <laughs> Inflation and whatnot. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's hor- it's horrifying how like I just all, right. all the fucking guys. So, <laughs> for Mervin and. We're going to okay. This book we're going to we're going to count it as a magical item, even though it's not in fact magical. Basically, what it boils down to mechanically is Mervin is attuned to this magic item, meaning when Mervin is in the presence or in the crystal sphere or in the not the crystal sphere but in the general vicinity of one of these cubes, and he has the book in his possession, he will realize that there is a cube nearby. Ah. Um, it's it doesn't. Book sonar. Yeah, it, yeah. It's basically cube radar. Yeah, I'm really trying to navigate to this place. Right. This warrior's rest is my real goal. But right. It seems like to get there, you'd have to go either through the Feywild or go to Warrior's Rest first and backtrack. Okay. Um, so you have that in your possession. Um, that is the book that is out of place. There is also a tome in its proper Dewey Decimal System order that describes the Sea of Winter. Okay. Um, separate book, separate thing. You found some bonus quest line, basically. Okay. Um, and because you are librarians, the both of you, I'll just tell you, um, the seat of winter was You're empowered. Cre- <laughs> the seat of winter was created by a Fomorian long ago in the the Feywild. Um, nobody knows how it made its way outside of that plane, but now it exists. Out in out in the wild for people to obtain um, the not fey wild the not fey wild. Um, it is a sentient magical item um, created uh, by this Fomorian for the Winter Court and then disappeared for reasons unknown. It does have the power to control ice. It also has the power to frost touch, meaning it can mind control. Um, and charm certain beings. Uh, it hates anything from the elemental plane of fire or from the summer court. And if you are attuned to it, we'll try to force you to kill those things. Oh, delightful. I don't need to be attuned to it to want that. All right, Path of Exile, you are way um, too intense, buddy. <laughs> if, I, if I have the wherewithal, I actually might not tell these two about that mind control stuff. Okay. It's it just feels a little too on brand for both of these people, and I may just wanna, <laughs> I may just want to skip over that part. Okay. Well, the intense part of the music was the uh, the flashback showing the the Fomorian creating. Yeah. Oh, the creation yeah. myth. We actually yeah. see the animated version. Yeah. And like he's got he's got a bear. He's, he's like working on this red hot object, and he buries it in the snow, and he pulls it out. It's like this glistening, icy. It's shaped like an acorn, but it's about the size of maybe a beach ball. You know, you dissolve to the Fomorians banging the war drums. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wow, this is actually really good. Um, so yes, now you know what this this magical item does, and the description it gives you is fairly consistent with what you're you're seeing as a, a symptom of this planet's destruction. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I don't really know how to go to the Feywild myself, so our best bet maybe we go to this uh, maybe we go to this uh, King Warrior's Rest and just sort of backtrack from there because I, I don't really do interplanetary stuff because of my asthma. I'm not ready to go there. Why not? Okay. I still have business here. Whatever. I mean, who am I to tell you what to do? <laughs> um. Another thing that you are learning about this item is that uh, 
it does not have its the ability to cast its power beyond its own sphere. So it's likely not in the Feywild or Warrior's Rest right now. It's likely here somewhere. Oh, I see. Yeah. We could find it. What do you want to do? You believe this item is causing this ice. We just solve this ice. We find the item. Okay. Have you looked under the sofa? <laughs> Where do you propose we start looking? I mean, get Yankee come here, and uh, yeah, I don't know. They're not. I couldn't sending. tell anything by the telemetry. I tried that. Um, <clears throat> Bijam speaks up. He goes, uh, "We may actually have a direction in which to point you." Oh, well, you could have said that before we spent all our time in the library. I thought you wanted to be in the library. Yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> He's right. You wanted to be. <laughs> it was actually your. It request. is very comforting. <laughs> I wouldn't have even brought you here had you not asked. Um... <laughs> Deborah, weird man. I don't know what to say. <laughs> this is it's a, a library. library! <laughs> These two, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> he goes. Um... We sent out scouting ships not too long ago when these ice falls started to make land around our island. The ships did not return, and we don't believe that they were crushed by the ice. We think something in the ice got to them first. We believe that's where the origin of this storm is. We've discussed possibilities on how to get there, and unfortunately... We're left with one option. Are you familiar with Qualish? Wasn't he an inventor? He was. Mm, yeah. My uncle was an inventor too. My uncle, yeah, yeah. My my uncle Marvin. He invented the chalk, which is that triangular thing that goes under wagons to keep them from rolling backward. Revolutionized transportation all across all the spheres. I he was quite it, the inventor. I thought it also wrote on blackboards. Well, that's different. That's spelled differently. It, it's it's uh, it's 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 it sounds the same, but it means differently. It's a homonym. You are fascinating. Would you consider our guest speakership? Ooh, I do have TED Talk prepared. I've been looking for the opportunity to give a TED Talk. <laughs> I I have my pacing all down. I've been practicing. It's actually, a hum phone. Homophone sounds the same, means different things. Oh, homonym is the same word for different things. Did you just answer me? me? <laughs> no homonym. Uh, I have their inspiration. <laughs> they don't have it anymore. Um, <laughs> I never had it to begin with. Yeah. Well, well, tell Qual- us about Qualish. Uh, he created a apparatus that allows those who can't breathe water to move beneath it without drowning. Oh yeah, that's very handy. We feel that this would be the safest way to infiltrate the ice flow and find the source of storms. We have three such apparatus. Is he insinuating it's under the ocean here, or is it up in space? Uh, under the ocean. Here. Okay, okay, okay. I was slightly confused. On We're going to drive submarine crab robots. Mm-hmm. He says it's the only logical conclusion. I would go with you, but... All of our most powerful diva are concentrating on keeping the force field up. We're also 12 feet tall. Yes, it's small confines, but we can change our shape. Why don't you? Your shape is gross and weird. We think you're gross and weird. That's why we haven't been touching you. I don't know if you noticed. You haven't been in his backpack. (laughs) Mom is gross and weird. (laughs) I'm a bored sailor. (laughs) We will end you the three apparatus of oh, the I thought she said, we will end you. We will end you. Holy crap. <laughs> you ugly little We're shit. trying to help. We, we can lend you three apparatus of Qualish to uh, infiltrate the ice flows free from the danger of falling ice. Um, from there, it will be upon you to locate the seat of winter and dispatch its Githyanki overlords. Because only have 13 history, I don't know Qualish. <laughs> I know Qualish. Slide you know Qualish. I boy do I. And He's by got jars I, of screaming ghosts. By I, I mean Callisti, because fuck if I actually know about this guy. Ben, would you like to educate the table on Qualish, since I also am kind of fuzzy on it? Qualish is canonically 
Quillish is an inventor from First Dead D&D. Right. Who was a PC from one of the original creators of D&D, yeah. who was uh, supposed to be like the classic gnomish inventor type. He wasn't actually a gnome, he was a human, but um, that was the whole idea. He created these devices and created a submarine. Are you looking at me? <laughs> well, you're the one who really doesn't know. Kay has probably heard me talk about this before. I, I, I kind of have now. Um, so you create modern devices, and so one of the things he created that stuck with the game throughout years and different generations and editions is he made a submarine ship like a giant yellow crab. When it came time to run my Dark Sun adventure that lasted four years, I brought Quelish in as an NPC who was a Gizera inventor, like a mad scientist, and most of his inventions were fueled by a bunch of jars of screaming imprisoned ghosts. How delightful. Uh, and so he created an airship, the first of its kind, to sail around in the world of Athos killing sorcerer kings with it. And in the final uh, adventure... It was Quelish steering the device while uh, Alabar, the Star of Flesh, descended upon the surface of Athos, and they waged war against a giant world of Mind Flayer goop, um, which caused Quelish and his flying ship to crash into the sands, never to be found again. Nice. Until today. Until today. So is it one ship and a pilot, mm-hmm. and one person each in a claw? Going- you wish. I think that'd be great. <laughs> it is, in fact, a one-man craft. Oh. Yeah. So It's laying uh, your belly while operating it. It's actually horrible. <laughs> so, oh, it's like the uh, the whatever they use in uh, Titanic. Yes. So Gut Thunderbutt over here is going to have to... Uh, I like that. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> is going to have to figure out how to pilot this complicated apparatus. In a skill challenge. I may need ropes and stuff to tie. I forget <laughs> blocks on my feet for the pedals. So he brings you to... Uh, I don't know, his submarine bay, which they have, because they're devil. Yeah. Um, it's a water planet. They probably do anyway. Yeah. And they've got these three apparatus um, already lowered into the water, prepared. And uh, he says, I, I wish you the best of luck. I feel remiss sending you into such a perilous mission without some kind of boon. So I've whipped you up a little something. And he... Uh, Gives you a tray of brownies. Um, <laughs> he takes a uh, a scroll. Somebody might want to write this down. And uh, this scroll is entitled. Um, ooh, let me pull it up. I don't want to screw it up. It's a weird name for a scroll. But it okay. is. It's, it's a very weird name. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> um. Sure. Oh fuck! Where is it? I hate operating off of If it was in your ass, you wouldn't know because it's cavernous. Well, thanks. <laughs> ah, the Sacrament of Bowl, B-O-L-E. Once per use, um, it takes an action to use it. All the people in your uh, five-foot square can retreat to a pocket dimension where you may gain the benefits of a long rest. Wow, that's powerful. While you uh, while you gain your long rest, an hour will only pass on the prime material plane. Wow. Mm-hmm. Don't spend it all in one place. I immediately read it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can use it. Over and over and over again, or once no, per day, or once one use, whatever. Oh, one use period. One use period. Light the candle and that confusingly. Sorry. Got it. That seems strong. So one, once, once upon a time, in Mexico, you may you may cast a spell, and anybody within you know five feet of you will gain basically gain the benefits of a long rest. You may retreat to a pocket dimension. You'll come back an hour. Will pass. Anybody not within five feet of you is fucking dead because you abandoned them for one hour. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so, you know, plan accordingly. Right. Bye. <laughs> Bye, bitch. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, shit. So, uh, with that, you mount your apparatus. What do I? And we're going to have another little skill challenge to see who's really good at piloting craft. My guess is Mervin. Zarkana at all involved. 
Uh, yes, the creator was a wizard, so some portion of this is sure to be magical, I imagine. I am magical. So I'm imagining it's built for a, uh, a, a medium-sized creature. I am a small-sized creature. You totally are. So I'm going to have to manufacture ways to make it work for me, which may include tying strings onto levers and, you know, like I said, blocks put, on the pedals. blocks on the pedals and doing all of that other stuff. I thought maybe we had a picture of it in here to throw up. What? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are hilarious. Uh, we've been practicing. Stop. I can't. You're not getting any better. <laughs> Here's an apparatus of Qualish. Delightful. Yeah, it hates you. Alright, who's going first? So I don't know what it takes for me to manufacture this stuff. I don't know what skill is appropriate to manufacture things like that. Uh, well, obviously a knowledge-based skill, probably. Yeah. Intellect-based somewhere. Probably not necessarily arcana, maybe history. We'll, we'll use investigation. We need an engineering skill. Mechanical. Yeah. We need to go back to D6 is what we need to do. No? <laughs> you, don't, you don't want pits? I like, I like pits. Nope. We can cut a skill for engineering. I'm going to let the idiots have Well, I was also debating whether that's... I mean, sleight of hand is a dex check that involves, like, your ability to work things. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking mechanically... I mean, as a mechanic, it's kind of what I thought might be appropriate for this. Well, but you're talking about two different things, right? You're talking about setting up your, uh, your workarounds and then actually working with them. Um... Which kind of makes the job easier because you <laughs> roll two different skills with the same. Well, so how, how many round of skill challenges? Is uh, it's it's for that rule, so it's got to be a certain number of successes before a certain okay. number of failures. Well, yeah, so I'm thinking I'm thinking sleight of hand to actually rig it. Okay. And then a, a straight up arcana to actually use the machine. Sure. And I'll think of something else in the middle. Yeah. So let me just do the rigging first. Count that as a skill. Sure. Is that two round? Did I miss that? Uh, no, it is uh, for that rule, so it's a certain number of successes before a certain number of failures. Shite. That's a 15. Hi. Hi. 15 is not exactly sufficient. Um, okay. Your rigging is problematic. Um, that actually makes sense for Mervyn. Yeah. Not, it's, not. Uh, it's, it's, it's over complex is what it is. Um, yes, that would be what it is. It's <laughs> totally in character. Um, so, yeah, you, you end up with just ropes tied to other ropes to pulleys to other ropes. You have ropes that don't do anything. You have that light switch in the kitchen that doesn't turn yep. anything on. Yep. And that, that's sort of where you end up at. It only just dawned on me today that I should have made him a space gnome. Oh, a tinker gnomes? Yeah, mm. it, didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me until today that I should have made him a tinker gnome. But that's okay. We'll keep him that I mean, the, He's halfling, a tinker the halfling part of him hasn't really come out. I mean, if you want not to, really, just the, you know, the if you wanted voice, to, to hand wave you the It's just the pitch of the voice. Not well, I'm totally fine with it. I'll make you a bump it up a notch. Oh um, God, that's that's solidified <laughs> in my mind. Uh, who's next? Uh, Paul, did you roll Arcana? I rolled uh, sleight of hand okay. to rig the shit because it's a medium size. All right, uh, I am going to roll Arcana in that case. Okay. To figure out how this whole shebang works. Hit it. Oh, okay. So that's a uh, 24. Sorry, you made a friend. <laughs> oh, you um, did. <laughs> you, uh, you actually get in, and it's it seems very intuitive to you. There's there's levers, there's pedals, there's a, a wheel for steering, there's a, a crank for the periscope. Like, you sit down and just everything sort of makes sense to you, like, just based on where just it is. Just give a couple of cranks to everything to make sure it's in working order. Yeah, and, like, you, you just crank it. You're... Cranking it out. Crunk. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Callisto seems right at home in her monstrous creation. Um, what is what is uh, Butt Thruster doing? <laughs> so <laughs> that's pretty great. Um, I figure out immediately that I can move the arms, but I haven't figured out how to move the legs. So I'm trying to get it to swim, and I'm doing the only thing I know how, which is to move like I'm dog paddling. So I'm using athletics to just tug the arms back and forth on their pulleys <laughs> to try and move it as quickly yeah, as possible. Least efficient way to move this fucking thing. Which is exactly what I'm trying to do. All right, as hard as I can. Twenty-seven or twenty-three. <laughs> pardon me. Um. Yep. So that's that's a success. That's huge. Um. What'd you roll the die? Just by chance. Ten. 
Ten. Wow. My um, athletics is huge. My other skills are butt. <laughs> um, so yeah, the the montage will show the two of you sort of gliding effortlessly through the water while he lags behind, dog battling like a maniac. <laughs> Uh, let's see. That was once around the table. Go ahead, Mervin. Give me another skill. Um. So now I am going to go ahead and use my uh, use my Arcana to just sort of sure. get it working. Might as well just Makes go for the basics. That's going to be a twenty-five. Twenty-five is a success. Uh, again, once you've figured out your own the problems of your own making. Um, it seems fairly intuitive. As a matter of fact, I didn't need to go through all this extra yeah. work. You, you, you start, as you're going, you actually start clipping some of the cables that you rigged up. You're like, this is pointless. I don't need this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I found out there's a lever that does everything that all five of these ropes were doing. Um, so you've, you've got yours figured out fairly well. And now you, the, the expedition is, uh, really and truly underway. And you, uh, you can feel the difference in the air temperature inside your submarine when you pass outside of the dome that they've created to, to secure themselves. The water becomes immediately, like, arctic cold, and the air inside your apparatus reflects that. Um, oh, jeez, I should have packed a sweater. <laughs> and now you are in the ice floes. Every once in a while, like, the, uh, the whole apparatus will be kicked over to the side as a huge uh, icy boulder lands in the water somewhere nearby. And the the water ripples you out of out of your track. Um, Sorry about the monsters. No, they're fine. <laughs> um, who's next in our skill challenge? I want it. Do you want it? Go ahead. All right. Um, it's starting to become arctic cold inside of the cabin of our crew. It very much is. All right. So, and uh, wiggling the arms for the dog paddle, I'm actually like draining all of the system's coolant. And because it doesn't have any of the coolant, it can't actually keep the heating element cool, and it, bl- it breaks. Okay. And now it's freezing cold inside, and there's nothing for the inside of the apparatus to keep it warm. And I just have to sit here and suck it up and be really fucking cold for a while, so I'm going to roll my endurance to not have my teeth chatter away and my muscles atrophy while I'm freezing to death. Okay. Ooh. I get very cold. You get very cold? Very, very cold. Okay. Um... How much damage do I take? <laughs> Well, let's see. How much is a hit die for you? Uh, do you want a D10 or a D8? D10, obviously. Okay, you want me to roll it? <laughs> yeah. Take a, take a hit die worth of damage. Six points. Six points, and then deduct that hit die from you. Yep. I figured that was coming out. <laughs> That's the only other skill I had that could make it. Okay. Who's next? Uh, I will try to recall the various books I've read about, like, um, undersea navigation and try to see if I recall anything. I'm going to make a history check to see how to get through the underwater. Under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> Under the sea. <laughs> I named my ship the Sebastian. Darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Oh, oh hey, hey. Take Matt, do hey, not don't eat my guy, <laughs> you little I mean, shit. Admittedly, they're too big for her mouth and they're made of metal. So <laughs> I know, I'm not going to do it again. Yeah, I just don't want her to eat. Alright. Listen, you little fuck. <laughs> Give me your little poop. Alright, so. You're a lap cat now. You've lost your privileges. That is a. It's only a 16. 16, not good enough. Alright, so unfortunately, all your books on underwater navigation uh, haven't helped you because you've never actually read them. Because <laughs> all the pages are wet and yeah. <laughs> Because you got to the undersea navigation part of the library and you're like, this is boring. I'm going to go worship Satan. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. mostly high school for me. Yeah. Um, all right, who's next? Are we able to communicate to each other when we're in these things? Um, I don't see why you would be. <laughs> Just yell really loud. Nice. <laughs> Actually, that's my next skill check. We're in the third round? Yeah. I'm trying to communicate with you, but I know that there's no, like, radio or whatever. So I'm just yelling as angrily and loud as I can. I'm using my intimidate to be heard. I just start busting out the drill sergeant voice. I think we should go over there because that's more important than right now. So I use that now. 19. That's actually a success. (laughs) Um, Just barely. Um, So you start screaming, and you miraculously, somehow, defying everything you know about un- being underwater, can hear and understand what he's saying. It's distant, but it's there. Um, and what he's telling you is that uh, he sees a, uh, a giant uh, iceberg up ahead with a cave system. Is it right ahead? Uh, no, it's dead ahead. Okay. 
It's a good kind of iceberg. Yeah. Uh, with a, uh, a clear opening into a cave system underneath it, that seems like a likely target. Uh, we have two more round, two more turns in this skill challenge round, so what y'all got? Well, I, actually, what I should have done, and I didn't think to do it, is, you know, can I roll an investigation check to see if there are intercoms? Ship the ship intercoms. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> They're totally hilarious. There are 18 points worth of ships. <laughs> I rolled an 18 on Unfortunately, that. 19 is the number. Oh! There are no intercoms Damn. on board. So just when you were about to pick up the phone and call him a dumbass, <laughs> you can't, because there's no phone. It turns out who's right. So I see some sort of undersea. It's fine. Cat. <laughs> undersea cat? Holy yeah. shit. Undersea cat. <laughs> Under the cat. <laughs> some uh, some kind of... cat? She knows how to scat. It <laughs> they do know how to scat. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> nope. Not willing to. Uh, They're in the kitchen. Some kind of uh, undersea creature that's obviously trying to make a meal out of my uh, my submarine. Mm-hmm. And I faint. Uh, so I, you know, go left and then turn right. And I'm trying to deceive it into not eating my submarine. Excellent. Uh, it's a 17. What is it? It's a 17. It's a 17. <laughs> uh, a, take a hit die worth of damage. Wow. And then deduct a hit die from your total. Wow. Oh, fuck. Why are you so good at having hit points? <laughs> a dire shark emerges from the uh, the depths and bites onto her apparatus. Um, she is able to liberate herself, but not before, uh, uh, puncture wounds and jets of steam and magical interference, uh, cause her some, some harm. Um, but you are able to, uh, navigate closer to this iceberg. We're still one success short. Who wants to give it to me? I mean, I have to make a roll. Have you gone this round? Okay. Uh, I'm going to fail, but I have to make a roll. Um... And I wish I still had a skill I could use to fight a shark, because I want to fight the shark so bad. But I can't, like, performance against the shark. <laughs> no, sure you can. Perform well, a mating dance for the shark. <laughs> um, I'm going to roll my investigation, looking to see if the shark has been wounded at all. Oh, okay. Uh, and right. try to launch my craft into whatever part it seems like he's favoring, maybe, or something like that. Sure, yeah. I actually have a twenty-one. <laughs> well, okay, that is a success. <laughs> you, you've uh, outlasted the skill challenge somehow. Uh, somehow, and what you find is that this uh, the shark doesn't seem to be injured, but he's been eating well, and it appears that there that what he's been eating is devil. Um, I would too if I could. Um, there are clear and obvious wings and bones and faces stuck in its teeth. Cool. Yeah. Nice. I think we should recruit this shark. <laughs> and uh, it's it's uh, difficult to see, but with your investigation role being a success, I'll give it to you. Yeah, come on up. Um, <laughs> the uh, one of the ships that was likely sent out is uh, crashed down at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, and they had their fill on some already dead data. Very likely. Well, I guess they can fly, but they don't know how to sail. <laughs> Swimming is not a thing you learn when you can fly above the waves. That's a haiku, only worse. I've been practicing, thank you. <laughs> Again, stop, you're not getting any better. Every day I get a little bit the same. <laughs> thank you, Jackson James. <laughs> uh, so you are able to successfully avoid the dangers underneath the sea. Um, <laughs> such as Ursula. Shit! Um, <laughs> I attack her. <laughs> she's she's dead. And you uh, you navigate your ships to the, the bottom of this iceberg, and you are left in this cave system. Is there like a pocket of air in there? Would you like to poke your head out and find out? I'd like to look through the view screen of my apparatus. You don't see air. Yeah, and I will not. Play <laughs> <laughs> I'm tempted, but uh, it appears you are you are above the water, like you've. You've gone underneath and back up. Exactly. Like a U-bend in a sink. Nice. Or a toilet. 
I've never been there before. <laughs> uh, I jog paddle in. <laughs> and I, uh, I see if my apparatus can cling into the ice if it's soft enough that the apparatus can dig in. Yes, it can. Alright. I wait for the two of you. I follow clumsily mm. with my jury rigging making a <laughs> fucking mess out of this thing. These poor devices are being put through their paces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yours is pretty fucked. Yeah. You might have to ride on his back on the way home like he did. You have to like crumple yourself up to about this size to fit It's in cozy, it's well, just no, a little Well no, you two smelly. can share and then I'll take his ship. No. <laughs> no, that's not what the DM said. <laughs> you weren't paying attention. Mervin could sail. <laughs> we want fan art of this. Well, <laughs> I've seen enough hentai, etc., etc. It's et pretty great hentai. <laughs> uh, I love the apparatus of Qualish on Callisti uh, shipping. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's that's pretty well done. Yeah, shipping, get it? Yeah, I like it. You're bad. You should feel bad. She's I wet. don't. I feel amazing. Um. Not as amazing as the apparatus. <laughs> so now you're you're inside this cave system in the uh, the iceberg. I need another beer. Can do. Um, I would like perception checks from the party, please. Actually, a party perception check. Oh, you're welcome, guys. What does that mean? We all that means uh, I have a, D- a DC in mind. You all roll a perception check, and two of the three of you need to pass if the party's going to pass. You two both have to pass because I'm not going to do it. Uh, good luck. Fifteen. Five. Cool. Ten, I guess. So you're inside the cave <laughs> system, and everything seems great. Cool. <laughs> I draw my sword. <laughs> well, I guess we should just head on in. I'm sure there's no danger. <laughs> this place seems dead quiet. Um, one thing you do not need perception to see is that uh, it seems like some of the deva that tried to escape the shipwreck also tried to use this cave as a shelter. And got about as far as where you set up your ship before the shark got him. Because there is a definite red area on the edge of ice where you've landed your ships where blood has been spilled. Blood. Well, at least that answers that question. I didn't know if it was bleed or not. Clearly they do. Angel blood. Couldn't good enough, yeah. Close to could have told you that. I've seen this before. Seen angel blood before? Who hasn't? I don't think I have. No, I haven't either. Weirdos. <laughs> oh, you made a friend. <laughs> uh, if it is relevant, I do have the alert heat. Okay, so you can't be surprised, right? You can't be surprised, and other creatures don't gain advantage on attacks from being hidden. Okay, cool. I don't have that, so surprise me as much as you want. Um... You are surprised. <laughs> I'm out. Um, I'm out. Yeah, okay. Stay out of my backpack. <laughs> thief. So as you start navigating through the uh, caverns of ice, I'd like to know who here has dark vision. I do. Me. Um, I do not. Oh, I did not write it down, so I don't think I do. I don't think halflings yeah, do. I think it's halflings and humans. Yeah, I do have candles. 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 Oh, candles. Oh, candles. Oh. Yes, I have, a, I have a portable camel. <laughs> I have a camel. Oh, I thought you said campels, like you open up a can of soup and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just lit a cigarette. You know, it's it's, it's fucking dark sodium. in here. I'm going to have some clam chowder. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm a light foot half one, so I, I think that definitely means I do not have dark. But I have a candle. I'm going to light a candle. Okay. So be it known that, that uh, you have to use. <laughs> Fucking dipshit. That sort of shit is why we have cats. <laughs> I don't know why she wants to get my backpack so bad. There's nothing in there. She just likes small spaces. Okay. This is the one I'm climbing into the sleeve of my coat. Yeah, that's right. That's where it is. Yep. yep. Um, we have a like a stuffed pumpkin in the room that has a little hollow for them to sleep in. We call it the sulk pumpkin. And this one likes to climb in there and sleep inside the sulk pumpkin to pilk her head out. Nice. <laughs> um. So, unfortunately, because your uh, perception checks are so poor, what? none of you... Uh, oh, they're great. None of you hear the uh, sound of snoring as you make your way through the caves. But fortunately, none of you are noisy enough to awaken the slumbering form of the white dragon that's made its roost inside of this, uh, this iceberg. Um, 
coiled around a pedestal. And on this pedestal sits what you would recognize, being a learned scholar, as the seat of winter. Oh, so it's a seat of winter. Seed. Seed. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Seed. Yeah. It's a. It's an acorn. It's basically okay. a giant. That's right. Luminescent white acorn. Um, How big is this dagger? This dagger is. Uh, I believe it's of a large size variety. A huge size variety. Hold on. Let me look up daggers. I'll get you. Get you an answer. You always want to stab things. Um, this is a, a, a dragon of the huge variety. The hugest dragon. Yeah. And he's coiled around the seat of winter. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, the podcast can't pick that up. This is a lot of pantomime that involved me pantomiming some stabs and Callisti pantomiming some blasting and some pantomimes from Mervyn for sneaking. <laughs> and then we both immediately put up the one finger and the point at Mervyn trick. So <laughs> and you Mervyn first. looks horrified. So and and I, I I'm for the people at home, I'm gonna try and interpret this the way somebody who wasn't involved in this conversation will interpret it. It looked like to me that you are gonna go tank this dragon, you're going to blast it, and you're gonna steal the seat of winter and run like hell. I think we've got it. I think we should definitely try to attack it from three different points so that it can't target any. I think we should definitely roll another character because Slag is dead. <laughs> are we are we right there, or was there a like an antechamber that we could plan a little bit outside? Of here? There's a there's a, a a welcome room such as it is. Uh, you know, it's it's basically an icy cavern, but um, there's a little outside chamber where I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should. You know. So I want to go out there and plan a little bit before you just, just fucking jump in. Alright, so we can vocalize without worrying about waking this dragon if we're that far out? You have to whisper, but yes. Okay. Alright, um, for the sake of the microphone, I'm not going to whisper, but uh, in character, obviously I am. I believe I can go toe-to-toe with this reptile. I can help. I can't go toe-to-toe with it, of course, but... Mervyn, how are your running skills? And, you know, I, I, I can bless you like I did before, which should help you, but yes. I'm, I'm not exactly... I'm not your standard, like, like thievy little halfling. I'm, you know, I kind of bumble around. If I, you know, I, I, I didn't do well in gym class. Yeah. But I could try. I was exceptional in gym class. I mean, I could... <laughs> I'll check this out. After the serum, anyway. <laughs> Before the serum, I was fucking on. <laughs> I was a hobgoblin from birth. I'm just I mean, great. I, I could kind of create a sanctuary around myself and maybe kind of go in there and grab it without him really seeing me, or at least at least being able to hurt me. I like that plan. And if it comes to you, we will come to it with blades and spells. I'm gonna cut it with a with a sword. Guess I'm, I guess I'm afraid if you start setting it on fire, you could collapse this whole thing in on us, which would probably be, you know, not really good. What do you have that isn't on fire? I mean, fire <laughs> would be the obvious choice. Chips of a spell book? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Wow. The nope. cats are yeah. really chill. Yeah, they're pretty good. Honestly, they, they have like two hours a day where they're a pain in the ass. Other than that, they are basically the perfect pet. They don't do anything weird. They're happy to see you. They welcome you like a dog does. Mad plays fucking fetch. Mm. They are basically the perfect pets 22 out of 24 hours a day. <laughs> the other two, oh my god. The other two hours, yeah, oh my god, I want to eat them out a window. But <laughs> <laughs> outside of those two, they are awesome. This bitch feisty, yeet! <laughs> it helps we got both at the same time because they play with each other, so like they probably would be a pain in the ass like 10 hours a day. No. But we don't care eight of those hours because they play. Right. I mean, as long as there's something flammable... Nothing's going to catch fire. I think dragons are flammable. I'm just worried about it dragon. melting the roof and collapsing it all in on us. Is there like um? You said this is a network of caves inside of an iceberg, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there like a fluting that goes up and out so he could actually vent? Uh, yes, because that's how oxygen is getting into this thing. Because the dragon needs to breathe, so it's like a natural chimney. I think I'm on board with her lighting stuff on fire and me stabbing stuff. So, do you think you can? Uh, and forgive me, I'm going a little out of character and just talking tactics. Yeah. It's fun, but um, do you think Mervin has it in him to get to the item, grab it, and get the fuck out? And if so, how many turns do you think it's going to take? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I mean, probably not long, long, but but I'm not necessarily stealthy. You know, I, I didn't take any of that extra stuff. I mean, I do I, I do have the sanctuary, which helps, right? 
Um, yep, means you can't point. directly attack me. Can you have sanctuary while you have bless? Because I think bless is more important than sanctuary. Uh, it's not concentration. Sanctuary is not concentration, so mm-hmm. I can have both. Ooh. That is spicy as fuck. Yeah, All right, I like this. Already. If you can get out with the seed of winter without bothering the dragon or waking up the dragon or whatever, so I, well, I, also, I don't think I have anything that can help me not wake him up. If I don't have to, bop I can this protect dragon? myself from him if I do wake him up to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but. Well, here's what I'm thinking. That's your your sanctuary is your backup plan, right? If I get in there, well, I, I intend on casting at the minute. I try to fucking go in there and take the thing. If I go toe to toe with him, I don't actually have to hit him. If we know the plan is get in, get out, I can go in and go full defense with the shield. You also could and survive a few. I can go three rounds with this dragon. I mean, you could also distract it and get it away from the Cedar Winter, which would make my job easier. Yeah, and yeah. fighting right Chuck on top a javelin of it. out of or whatever. Yeah, and then run sword. down a different tunnel or something. Yeah, a halfling at him. Are these tunnels all <laughs> dragon size? Like, could a dragon? Uh, not all of them. I mean, and it's a naturally occurring cave system for the most part. Mm-hmm. So some of them are at weird odd angles, twenty feet up a wall somewhere. But yeah, there are some tunnels that are person size and not dragon size. So you're thinking we go in, we get the seed, we get out through one of the tunnels that is not, not big enough for a dragon. Buying us a round or two to get the fuck to our ships. Yeah. I actually think it might be better if we yeet all the way to the ships and then get the hell out of here and race him back to the island. And then fight him on the island. The dragon swim, he might not know where we came from. I mean, to be honest, where we came from, there's only one island. I'm pretty sure I would think... I I think Slag knows dragon swim. Okay. I think he would know that. Is the tunnel we entered with these crab ships big enough for the dragon? Yes. Yeah. Do um, you have any idea how big this boy is? Like, obviously, like, we know mechanically the large or the huge bunch. Or um, going on Mervyn's cause for concern, I cast a fire spell and collapse the roof on the dragon. If you have a fire spell that's badass enough to collapse the roof of this iceberg, that's the coolest shit. Make sure we're escaping the escape. Yeah. yeah. Seed first. The alternative is we go toe to toe with him and just cut him up. And I think we, we, I think we have the gas in the tank to do either of these plans. But I want to know which one we're doing before I commit to it, because I'm either giving up my defense to stab the shit out of him, or I'm going to run up and tank him. I know this is a, a somewhat out of character discussion, but you're having a very similar conversation in character. Yes, mm-hmm. Mervin, I'd like to take the time to remind you that those of you who attune to the Sea of Winter can control ice. That's true. But I have to, that takes time. When it's on your person, right? So yeah. if we remove it, the dragon can't do it. That's my concern, is the dragon can do it. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, the dragon can do a lot of cool shit with ice because it's a white dragon. And yeah, so they do. Hot. Yep. Um. All right. Uh, here's my proposition. We need the apparatus to get the fuck out of here. Regardless of all the different tunnels going out to different places outside of the iceberg, we don't go anywhere unless we get to the apparatus. And dragons aren't dumb. If you go out the little tunnel that goes up to the side of the iceberg, he's just going to go to the apparatus and blow up. Because he knows going to get here somehow. So we fight the dragon, you grab the shit, we go back to the apparatus, and we either flee or fight to the death. By the apparatus? Close enough to the apparatus that we have an option. Because dragons use breath weapons. How long did it take to get into the apparatus? Did you strap in and do like a pre-flight checklist? Yeah, um, I'll say it takes uh, pre-flight checklist. Call it two rounds worth of checking to make sure all the systems are nominal. Twelve seconds to be like, yeah, seatbelt, everything on, down into the water, and then it was a three-round skill challenge to get here. So you'll have another three rounds before you can get back. I know we're roughing it, but yeah, that's no, that's how it works. Uh, I'm just worried that we're gonna fight the dragon. We fight it too close to our little modules. It's could, just going to freeze it into it's the water. It's going to breathe it. Yeah. What if you were still carrying a potion of water beer? I gave it to you as part of a trade. I actually do have the potion of water breathing. So, you know, last resort. Get the seed, take the potion of water breathing. No. Give send me the your potion. Of send your machine out as a decoy. Give you the potion of water breathing? Okay. <laughs> He's just leaving you to die. Why? <laughs> oh, you're small. You and I can fit. You can you get in one apparatus. I will fight it. We can? Two of us can fit in one apparatus? 
I'm small, but she's You are small. Um, It's designed for one medium-sized creature. Um... Someone has to keep this thing busy. I'm not busy riding in your room holster to the surface. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you guys have a pretty cool scheme going here. I'm not going to throw a wrench in it. I'm going to say, yeah, it's not comfortable. It's not optimal. It's not what it's designed for. But I will allow you to have one small size passenger in an apparatus. Um, but I may throw unexpected. Additional. Unexpected complications your way for doing for using it as it was not intended to be used. I reserve the right to just to determine those later. Alright. So I have one addendum to our plan. Grab one of the functional apparatus, bring it around one of those holes that's person-sized, tack it into the ice. So that I have a place to run to. Oh, I see. While I'm fighting the dragon, the two of you are running the fuck out of here. Okay. She would probably be extremely helpful to you while you're fighting this dragon. No question. And I think she should. But at the same time, like, I need to make sure the dragon's primary focus is this guy. Uh, yeah, I mean... To make sure the two of you get uh, out of here alive. I would actually be helpful in this, but, uh... Getting this you could scene. just kill the dragon. You could just kill the dragon. This is it. No second chances. So do you think you can kite the dragon to another entrance and then escape yourself while, while you drag it away from... I think I can go three out? rounds of it and then run away. I did also take cold resistance. Uh, Alright, well that's a good point too. <laughs> um, Alright, so backup plan. Do we think we can take this <laughs> dragon's... <laughs> do we think we can take this dragon's lunch money? I mean, I do like the idea. As a player... I, don't, yeah. I can't remember the last time I actually fought a dragon. Do you want to just go to... I kind of want to do that, too. As a player, I don't. I can't remember the last time I did it in combat with an actual dragon. Slag is of conflicted opinion in character, because uh, the fleeing the dragon with the treasure seems like the awesome thing to do, and he is also all about being a big self-sacrifice hero type guy. That's his whole jam. But... Callisti's not about that self-sacrifice, but it's a fucking dragon, and... There's only one island. It's going to know where to there's go. There's three of us. There's one of it. And I think we see, could take see, that's, it. See, that's the big point. Even if we escape this, it knows where we're going to go. It's not like... We're in, yeah, yeah we can't like leave the island yeah. afterwards. It's going to camp right. the island. Can I ask for a role-playing favor? Yeah. Now that uh, Slag has pitched the idea of him being the heroic sacrifice while the two of you make a break for it, jump in and be like, no, we're going to fight this fucking dragon. That's what I want. So Slag says, no, bring the ship around to this thing, tack it into the ice, and I will follow you. I mean, we are kind of comrades. I don't know if I really want to abandon a comrade. Even if you manage to escape the dragon and flee to the island, it's going to have us pinned down. We can't leave with the Seed of Winter. We can't do anything except sit on the island and wait for us to kill us. And it's kind of cold, and there's really nothing to eat. And we'll probably starve out here. If we don't freeze to death first... We light it up now, we get it out of the way, we get back to the island. Stay close to me. I'll do what I can. I'm standing on the opposite side of the room from you. That thing has a breath weapon. <laughs> Mervin, stay close to me. <laughs> Wait, yeah. nobody stay close to me. Everybody be on the other side of the dragon. <laughs> that works too. Uh, if, if it's going to come after me, it's going to come after me. But if you're within, if you're close enough, I can put my shield arm in front of you, I will. Well, let me. Well, let me. Let me try to get the. Let me try to get. If you distract it in the beginning, I'll, I'll try to grab. The, I'll try to grab the seed, but then I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll kind of stick by. I put my finger on the uh, the top of the scabbard so I can like hold the blade as it comes out, so it doesn't do the shing. <laughs> it always does in the movies. It just goes. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> That's the rune holster. <laughs> Keep it inside a dwarf's butthole. If you're safe. It's not a mace. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the plan is we're gonna fight this fucking dragon, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. 